0: This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. In Web3, when you when you think about ownership, okay, I I still think it's a very fuzzy term. And for my audience, the creator audience, right? The people, the musicians, the artists, the PFP creators, et cetera, understanding what ownership means and why you're building web three, right? That's I think that's like that's a secret unlock, in my opinion. Yeah. Having access to a level of data to understand who your users who your users are that you otherwise maybe wouldn't have been able to have in web two is like yeah. the, the, the gold over here as a project founder yourself, how do you think about on-chain data in the context of owning your audience? And what does that really mean to you as an
1: entrepreneur in the space? Yeah, I I don't even think so. Um, that's a very web two way of looking at, um, things and audience is probably the right word to use in that context. So in web two, you had audiences, Mm-hmm. And you had, and they called them communities, but they weren't, they were audiences and you had ownership of your audience through these, um, you know, through gated, through the gated, the data that exists on gated infrastructure, um, you tracked them and that was your goal. And, um, web three to be successful as an entrepreneur, you actually have to think about what community means and communities are different to audiences. In, in really interesting and exciting ways, communities are participants in the thing that you build. Um, and um, they influence the way that you build them. And they have control of certain elements of what you're building, namely um, the data that they're um, contributing to the system. And so um, ownership in Web3 is about me being able to move um, my identity move my Mm -hmm. currency move my content assets move my um social graphs with me between applications and at that point you never own a consumer you only have the privilege of them being in your community Mm -hmm. and so the notion of owning a user in web 3 shouldn't exist because the, the paradigm flip is that users are in control And it was, we went on an interesting journey to kind of, um, I went on an interesting journey to figure this out. We we were trying to get businesses to work together, um, to share common, um, infrastructure for things that applications, um, often build repetitively over and over again. So if you're investing in a portfolio of companies, let's say, um, you put a million dollars out you know, to those companies in an early stage, they're going to spend 30% of that money building the same things, a login system, you know, a customer management system, right. all those kind of things that every application needs. And so we were trying to get people to like share those things, because if you did that, then your cost of capital, you know, cost, capital will be more right. efficient and perhaps they could like work together to, you know, onboard customers and overcome some of these chicken and egg market problems that exist when you're starting a new business. And, um, and then we got into this kind of contention of like who owns the customer, like if I onboard this customer and it's on this common infrastructure, like why, what, you know, why should I give it over to the next guy? Um, and then it like clicked. It's like, um, no one owns the customer, the customer owns themselves. And if you, if you, if you have go into it with that mindset, then you open up all these efficiencies that can exist with the application layer. And so, um. So go going into web three, the idea of ownership of audiences, I think is a bad way to approach it, build communities, um, don't build audiences and users own themselves. Keep those th- things in mind and then you're on a good path.